Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I'm your host, Lucky. And today we're going over to the alcoholism subreddit. But before we get into that, if any of you guys are new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and try and give some generalized advice. Try and learn something new, but I'm by no means a professional. Also, I try and give a bit of a Christian perspective to it um, as well, since that is where I found the truth. Um, and that is where... Um, that's and that's where I found the key to staying sober. Now, if I do, you know, obviously, if I ever do fall off, it's my fault, right? And I wanted to, I actually wanted to uh, um, read you guys. I've been talking about this for a while. And I couldn't figure out where in the world I heard this verse from. I we I heard it in our in our drug and alcohol ministry. Um, but, uh, let me read you this, this verse. Um, I don't, I don't know which version this is from, um, but yeah, it says, uh, and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. This is from Ephesians five, uh, verse 18. Um, and this is from the Bible study tools.com. I really like this website kind of helps me to understand it a little bit better. But anyway, it says it is not right for Christians to indulge in excessive alcohol because it interferes with the spirit. I know what you guys are thinking. Well, that means that it's probably great for non-Christians to do it. Well, I mean, how is that working out for you is what I'd like to <laughs> ask you guys. But if you are a Christian and you're listening to this, you should think about just abstaining from alcohol in general, mainly because I find that a lot of people don't know when that that spot is that they start going down the rabbit hole. In other words... You know, is it two drinks? Then, then all of a sudden, you just start drinking to excess. Because drinking, a lot of times, what happens, in my experience at least, is once you drink two or three drinks, well, all of a sudden your inhibitions start to unlock a little bit. You start to think, well, I mean, it's a Friday. Oh, it's a Saturday, right? Um, I'm not. I don't have to work tomorrow, or I do have to work tomorrow, but I, I'll be fine, right? That's for future lucky to worry about. Then your inhibitions start to come loose a little bit, and then you start to think, oh, well, you know, whatever, I'll just have five more, and then I'll just have, like, six more. Oh, you want a shot? For sure, man. Uh, it starts to just unravel very quickly, so um, if you are a Christian, I would I would just suggest abstaining from it if it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a drink or two. If you really like the taste, maybe, with with, with uh, some tacos, I know some people like uh, like a Corona with some tacos. Um, nothing wrong with that, but I would just, like I said, I would just be careful about drinking in general because a lot of people don't have that off switch, you know, after a certain point. And I am including buzzed in this, but I, I would, I would just be careful. I would just be careful is what I'd say. Um, and even if you're non-Christian, you should also realize that drinking to excess is not a great idea. Drinking to the point where you black out is not a great idea. Uh, a, it leads to very bad decisions, and B, it leads to very bad decisions. <laughs> leads to health consequences, all those types of things. So, Anyway, let's go to the first post over here. Coming to terms with my alcoholism. Hi, I, hi guys. I'm 39 and abused alcohol and coke for 13 years. I was able to move away from my hometown and got off coke and thought I could enjoy alcohol still. I had some blackouts, and on December 3rd, did something awful and hit on my wife's friend, who we went out drinking with. I sent texts and tried groping her while uh, with while with her and my wife. I've been in therapy now and realize I'm an alcoholic. 
and had avoided AA as I didn't think total sobriety was appropriate for me. However, I now realize I am going to have to begin attending meetings and hopefully find a sponsor. I'm not sure what I'm hoping to gain. Just need to support uh, some support and maybe conversation. So, um, I will be honest with you. I after becoming born again, looking at the AA, I don't think that it is the best. Um, the best program anymore. Um, so first off, I don't agree with the idea that you have to accept that you, and by the way, this is me recanting on some things that I talked about before. I don't like the idea of just simply telling people, Oh, listen, relapse is part of the recovery time. It's part of, it's part of recovery. It's not always, and it, it, it shouldn't be expected, right? If, if you're saying that's a part of, uh, that's a part of the recovery. Well, all of a sudden, you know, people just expect that they're going to, um, they're going to just relapse, right? Um, whereas for for very heavy um, drinkers, that's a terrible idea, right? That's a terrible thing to to put in somebody's mind, especially when their mind is so fragile. Um, the the reason why I like one step, so you, you understand, so there's twelve steps in twelve step in, in AA. One step is one step. It's accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So why am I so big on this step, right? Why are faith, faith, having faith in Jesus Christ, right? Um, in other words, accepting him as your Lord and Savior, but just to be more specific on it. Uh, why is that important? Well, it's because of the things that come with your faith-based relationship with Christ. Um, there is the Holy Spirit. I, I don't know if I can explain the Holy Spirit I really would have to do some more because it's not exactly something I can explain to somebody who doesn't have it. But when you do have it, it's easier to explain to another person. Um, You can't talk about the uh, you can't talk about uh, Christianity without the supernatural element of the Holy Spirit that is indwelled in you after you are gifted to you um, after you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It doesn't come from baptism. It does come from a baptism of sorts, but not like a physical baptism. Like I was baptized after I got saved. Um, But, you know, the Holy Spirit will actually guide you in certain... Now, obviously, you can choose to to go away from those things, but all, all, all it does at that point is prove is start to prove that maybe you weren't saved in the beginning. Uh, you know, it depends on the fruit that you're given. But anyway, let's get back to, to more of this, right? Um, one of the reasons why I don't like the 12-step program is because it's, it, it tries to make it so that you are, um, you are putting in work. Uh, like, it's all about your works, my works, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Instead of giving the works up to um, uh, somebody who can handle it like God, right? I, I talked about this in my Instagram. I, if you guys follow me on Instagram, I did a, I, I did, did a clip from my video on Saturday, by the way, I'm going to try and put out new videos on Saturdays as much as I can. So <clears throat> anyway, um, uh, going back to that, right? Like whenever I have anxieties, whenever I have things, I can lift them up to God, right? Um, I don't have to face them alone. And that's the most important thing. Now, I'm, I'm, I would say this, if you are, um, if you are uh, more from the secular world and you're listening to this, I would just say this, um, do not try and fight these things on your own, but at the same time, your community needs to be strong. Um, is sobriety uh, possible without being saved? It was, it was popular, excuse me, it was possible by me. I was 
saved. Uh, sorry, I was saved three years after my sobriety. Uh, but there was one thing I could not kick, and that was pornography. And so uh, when I finally got saved, that was the last thing to go. Well, that was one thing I thought I'd never get rid of, and I did get rid of it. So, um, but I don't ever think to myself, well, okay, well, l- let me think about, you know, going back to this. Let me think about, you know, what happens if I relapse, all that kind of stuff. Um, but let's go back to this, right? Because we, 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 this person talked about coveting another person, um, uh, his, his wife's friend. And, and yeah, this is, this is one of the worst things that you can do. Um, betray somebody else's trust in a relationship. I mean, that's terrible. Um, and it basically turns you into another person when you get this drunk, right? When you get that drunk and you start, um, you know, doing things that you normally wouldn't do, uh, it really starts to open up the doors for, for new, for new types of sin that maybe you thought you'd never do. Um, and let me be honest with you guys. It doesn't always take alcohol to, to make us do these things. It depends on what we're doing, right? Um, that can really open us, uh, open us up to the, these, these new types of sin, these, these new ways of sinning that we probably never thought we'd be able to do. We never thought we'd do before. So anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's great that you're coming to terms with it. Once again, I, I personally do not agree with the 12-step program. I think it's too works-based. It's too much based off of, oh, what can I... In other words, it's very Catholic-based. Uh, I don't agree with the Catholic religion, the Roman Catholic religion, um, mainly because... Uh, the Roman Catholic Church, excuse me. Um, mainly because they're all about works-based. Oh, I, if you do this, you can get to heaven. If you do this, you can get to heaven. There's nothing that you can do to get to heaven. There's only... Um, you have to have faith in the works of Jesus Christ in order to get to heaven. So either way, we'll have that discussion some other time, but, um, yeah, I think a 12 step thing really, really triggered me. (laughs) Um, is this considered alcoholism? Probably. (laughs) If you have to ask that, it was probably, uh, drinking once every couple of weeks at the bar to be social, but having a hard time stopping drinking once I get going. We'll go in saying I'm having two to three, but end up drinking way more until I get super drunk and physically can't anymore. Usually don't remember much the next day and feel regret. Just confused because I never have any cravings for alcohol when I'm not drinking and it doesn't impact my life negatively in any way besides being unhealthy. Yeah, so this would probably be a subset of binge drinking. Um, in other words, it's just somebody who is able to not drink, but then all of a sudden they'll just drink a ton. Um, I f- you know... No, that's not true. No, 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 that's not that's not true. Sorry, I was I was thinking about something, but then I just realized it was a Law and Order SVU episode, so uh, that's not fact. Um, <laughs> um but uh, but yeah, it it, it would be it, uh, to me that would be considered alcoholism. I guess it would depend on how you define it, but I, I would just say that's not a great idea. If you know that every single time you drink, you're going to end up drinking to excess, I don't think it's a great idea. I don't like the idea of drinking socially. I just think it's it's a terrible it, it sets a ter- terrible precedent for you guys because then all of a sudden every time you get together there has to be drinks. There has to oh, where you know we we used to always say where do we at you know where where do we at and you know that was a big thing for us whenever we hung out right like we. You know, if we didn't have weed, if we didn't have alcohol, then it was like, why are we even getting together? You know, uh, and maybe to talk to each other. Nah, that's nah, not sober. Ew. Now, why would I want to talk to you sober? <laughs> um, but yeah, either way, um, I would say uh, maybe it might not be considered alcoholism. I don't think it's a great idea. Um, if you know that every single time you drink, you're going to drink to excess, then don't drink. 
I, that's I, that's as simple as I can make it, to be honest with you. I know I went on a rant on the first one because of AA, but either way, let's go ahead. Go to the next one here. Um, here we go again. So ashamed. Went clean for six months. Was probably drinking 500 milliliters of bourbon before that for a year. Fell off last week and have been, have been on an absolute tear. Trying to curve the urge to sip again today, but I never want to experience withdrawal again. All out of Librium 2. Just ashamed. Yeah, and listen, uh, lean into... Um, you don't want to lean, sorry, excuse me. You don't want to lean too much into the shame. Now I, I will say this, right? Shame can be a great motivator, but it's a lot like anger. It's a lot like, like anger and certain things can lead you to action, but don't, act, don't actually act in the rage of those things, um, is probably what I would say. I, I would just say, um, that, you know, being angry, there's nothing wrong with being angry. There's nothing wrong with being ashamed, but fueling, you know, staving on that for fuel is not a great idea. However, using it to, um, to deter you from what you're doing is great. So remembering the shame, like whenever, whenever you, but here's why I say don't lean into it. Cause I think that some people have a, and this is my problem, right? Um, some people have a problem with just being ashamed of everything after a certain point. Um, you know, let's say you 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 go through this, right? Well, now you're feeling ashamed of, of drinking too much. Okay, well, that's good. Maybe it can lead you to, uh, uh I'm sorry, of, of relapse. Sorry, you're, you're ashamed of relapsing. You're ashamed of all this stuff of getting back to this point. Okay, well, that can lead you to you know the the path of of recovery and all that stuff. But some people get too much into the shame to the point where they start shaming themselves for other things. Um, you know, they just start getting depressed and really start to like put themselves down to the point of it's not helping anymore, right? It's just not helping. Um, listen, I don't have a high self-esteem of myself mainly because I think pride, uh, pride is a terrible thing to, to rely on. But at the same time, I don't, um, hate myself because I know that God loves me, right? I know that I don't deserve the things that, uh, that I get. I know I don't, des- uh, you know, I, these are all things given by God, by his mirth, his mercy, sorry, mercy. My list comes back every now and then his mercy uh, by his grace, right? Um, mercy being the things that I, I do, you know, him not doing the things that I do deserve. So being a sinner and, you know, not, you know, not getting the punishment that I do deserve, the grace, right, the gifts of the, the Holy Spirit, which maybe we can talk about someday um, once I get through the, the the actual series where my pastor talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Um, I'm kind of going through that right now. But, um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I just, I just think it's so important um, to just re- remember, right, not to, not to just hate yourself, you know, that doesn't do anything. Um, when we're in these, and when we're in these situations, I'm feeling shame towards something. I don't think it's a bad idea. Uh, once again, I just think it's a great, it's a, it could be a great starter for something. I just don't think it's a great fuel for what you're doing. Um, it could be a great starter and it could help. It could help if you just think to yourself, well, okay, maybe I just shouldn't, I shouldn't drink. Maybe I shouldn't drink because I will, I, I, let's go back to, uh, what was this? the um, person who was dealing with alcoholism and ended up hitting on his wife's friend, right? Um, you know, that shame can help him. Um, but just thinking unnecessary thoughts like, oh, I'm a terrible husband, I'm a terrible this, I'm, you know, this, this, and that, right? Ter- unnecessary thoughts that don't help. 
but instead being instead of using in you uh channeling that shame you know saying when i'm on alcohol this becomes you know i become this i become that i become this now the second the next step would be i am a sinful human we are all sinners right um and i need god in my life i need jesus in my life because of the um because of my sinful ways and that's the importance of the one step right that's the importance of the one step accepting you are who you are which is a sinner right it, which is an imperfect being which is you know uh, a person who is drawn to these lusts drawn to the sin right um but having that supernatural uh, uh intervention of a savior of a god of of the holy spirit is what is what can sustain you in those dark times where you think that nobody's for you well guess what god is for you and if God is for you, who can be against you? So either way, guys, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Remember, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the info box. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget, there will be a link to the alcoholism subreddit in the info box also uh, down below. Excuse me. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual. <laughs>